Hey everybody, it's about that time again. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you and a happy new year if I don't get to speak to you. This is part two of giving you guys a little bit of information about who I am and also why I am having difficulties on this Christmas. I felt, I feel that if I give you guys a little bit of how it all started, you'll understand why I am where I am. So this is part two. We left off in part one. First and foremost, it's your boy Darius. Thank you guys for sitting down with me. It's about that time again. Let's talk, people. Come on. You guys are doing so well with giving me this opportunity to speak to you about my life and why Christmas is so difficult for me. Maybe hearing about my life may be able to help you guys open up about who you are. If not to me, to somebody. Okay, so we left off in the last episode where we were talking about, you know, I told you guys pretty much how I ended up you know, with the schools I was going to. And I left off telling you guys I was attending, you know, elementary school for fifth grade at Cross Country Elementary. And this was before it transitioned to Cross Country Elementary Middle. It was just Cross Country Elementary. I was going there for fifth grade. And it's like, okay, things for me had just gotten a lot worse. You know, I mean, to tell you guys the truth, like I said, all this is not easy for me to talk about. I don't like talking about my life. I like being a blessing to others. And maybe this in some way may be able to help me be a blessing to somebody else. Anyway, it wasn't easy going through what I was going through. And it wasn't easy, you know, being a kid that the family overlooked and didn't really talk to. And all I had was my brother. I really made no friends. When I started attending cross-country elementary for fifth grade, I made a friend, and his name was Marcus. This dude looked like Charlie Brown. (laughs) I mean, seriously, if you guys ever met a child that actually 100% looked like Charlie Brown, nah, he don't look like Charlie Brown compared to this, this, this guy, no. Me and Marcus were friends. He actually lived around the corner from my mom, from my grandmother's house. So when I would go over to my grandmother's house, I would always go over to his house and play. The house they lived in wasn't like the nicest house. It was a little bit messed up. But we would always still play and have fun. Then we... um, (laughs) When we would be in school, me and Marcus would always cut up in school. You know, he was the very first friend I ever really had. You know? The very first friend I ever really had. Then, one day, I don't know, I was in class and my teachers I had at the time, Miss McIntosh and Miss Shepard, I can give out their names because I, you know, I don't know their last names. <laughs> Ms. Well, their first names. But Miss McIntosh and Miss Shepard, the teachers I had. And my teachers, man, they would, 
they, they, they would always get on my nerves. There were days I would be in school when I wasn't feeling good. Like, my stomach would be hurting. You know, now I found out the reason as to why that would happen back then and still happens now. But it would get on my nerves, you know, and I wouldn't be feeling good and the teachers would still be bothering me. So what else did I do but go right ahead and cut up in class? I would get so mad, I would actually storm out the classroom and walk off. And the teachers would get so scared, like, oh my goodness, where is he going? I would either go outside on the playground or I would walk out of the classroom and go into another teacher's class. And when the other teacher had me in the room, she would tell the, have to call down to the other teacher classroom and tell her that I'm in their classroom. It wasn't I couldn't learn to work. I was tired of what I was going through in life. My father wasn't doing anything with me anymore. My uncle was a deadbeat. You know, I mean, pretty much, I did not have a good life. All I did was take care of my brother, take care of my brother, take care of my brother, all my life. I had gotten into a fight with at least like three different students. One student's name was Reggie. He would go around and it was this girl. Her name was Alexis McKinnis. And she was in my elementary school class. And she was like the cutest thing I ever did see. Alexis McKinnis. Woo! I look her up. <laughs> I was smitten, man. And Alexis thought I was cute. Because I always came to school, fresh clothes on, had a nice haircut because my mom was a cosmetologist. So I always looked good. I would come to school fresh to death, man. I came in there looking nice. And Alexis, she just ate that up. And she would say to me, oh, aren't you just the little cutest thing? And I used to just laugh, man. So, I had a couple of people who I was okay with, but they weren't my friends. It was a guy named Cornelius. It was Marcus. All the rest of them. But then it was Reggie. The cool kid, if you will. And Reggie used to get on my nerves because he always would, you know, talk about my clothes. He would say they were hand-me-down clothes from, like, the thrift store and stuff like that. (sighs) Terrible things just to get underneath my skin and to bother me. Well... Actually, reminiscing on all this stuff is very emotional for me. I was in the hallway near my locker. I was putting stuff in my locker, and I was going to go over and talk to Alexis. You know, 
keep trying to run game at it, if you will. <laughs> I knew how to get the ladies. I did. <laughs> Even as a kid, I knew how to get them. So I would go over there and I said, you know, I was going about, about to go talk to her. Then Reggie steps in front of me and say, why are you talking to my girlfriend? And even Alexis looked at him like, excuse me? He said, Alexis is my girlfriend. Why are you talking to her? I looked at him and I said, well, my ears and my eyes must be messed up because it don't look like she agreed with you, bruh. Oh, no. No. He kept saying it. She my girl. And he pushed me. And I said, Reggie, Reggie, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hurt you, man. Well, Reggie pushed me again. And I said, okay. The third time he went to go push me, I blocked his hand. I put my hand on the side of his face and I ran the side of his head into the locker. Damn! He falls on the ground holding the side of his face. I'm kicking him in the stomach and stomping him at the same time. I mean, I was a mad, raging lunatic at the time. Just bow, bow, kicking him and bow, bow, stomping him. And it just, it just was too much. The teachers come on and separate us, send him down to the, you know, House sweet. And I was sent to the principal's office. I pushed my teacher and I ran off. Here's the crazy thing. My parents' house wasn't too far from the school. So if I wanted to, I could have literally just walked all the way to their house. Again, I'm not giving away my location. Y'all can go look for their house. I don't live anywhere near there. I I ran outside and I would go play on the playground to blow off some steam. (laughs) Reggie ended up being okay. And Alexis thought it was cute that I was defending her. I didn't get suspended. Shit had. But I didn't go back to class either. When school released... They kept trying to get in contact with my mother to let her know that they, they couldn't find me. But my mom was at work. When school was over, my mom came to pick me up. I'm outside on the steps. She picked me up. I get in the car. We go home. I thought I was in the clear. She would never find out I ran off. But the teachers had called after school was over because they didn't know that she had me. And they said, okay, did you happen to find Darius? And they said, find him. He was waiting for me at the steps. Y'all didn't send him out there? And they said, no. Uh Oh, I knew I was in trouble. My mother dropped the phone chase after my behind. I jumped over a chair. She grabbed me by my collar. Slammed me on the daggone floor and whipped my behind. Or as I used to say, hind parts. Ripped my hind parts. She whipped them so bad. 
I couldn't sit down. Butt was hurting. She said, you in school fighting? You're sitting here being a delinquent. I didn't care because I thought it was unfair that she's sitting here getting mad at me when I didn't start the fight. I happened to be the one that finished it. So, <laughs> well, from then on, man, I was just mad about everything. You know, just a lot of anger. Had anger management issues. Life sucked because all I knew was taking care of my brother, 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 taking care of my brother. And it's just like that's all I knew. And I felt like that was all that was going to be to my life was me taking care of my brother. And I hated it. So you fast forward. Now I'm in middle school, sixth grade. And I was attending, I had actually went to Pimlico Elementary, I mean Pimlico Middle, but I, I got into a fight and sent the boy to the hospital. Then the school got mad at my mother because I did it and they were going to expel me. My mother pulled me out of the school because she thought it was a piss poor school in the first place. And she sent me to Catholic school where I started attending New Orleans Saints Roman Catholic School. There, I had a principal named Mr. Fortier. And this man was like, if Pink were an actual person, that would be him. I don't mean the artist. I mean the crayon. If the crayon could present itself in human form, it would look like him. Okay? He, in real life, looked like one of those little rabbit characters from off of the cartoons. Well, middle school was no better. I decided to trade butt whoopings with jokes, and I would make fun of everybody. I made fun of one of my teachers. She would come there with the church hat on, she ain't had no hair. And you could see. So I would always say things like, ball hit his scatter rack, ain't got no hand back. Ball hit his slip and slide, ain't got no hand aside. Ball hit his skittle diddle, ain't got no hand in the middle. Ball, 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 ain't got no hair at all. And I made up that joke about her. And she got mad. Then one day she came to school after she had an accident at home and she had to get a cast on her middle finger. So her middle finger was up all the time. And I would always say, oh, she in class saying, fuck you, 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 fuck you. And I said, how you sitting here cussing at the kids? I made fun of her and her accident she had. And she didn't like it. She threatened to not come back to the school. I didn't care. I would be in her class making everyone die laughing. Everyone thought I was cool, and I loved it. For once, I was getting attention. Then I meet Casey Davenport. The popular kid. And Casey didn't like the fact that, oh, everybody was talking about me in school. 
everybody should be talking about good old KC. And I'm like, I used to make fun of him. I said, how are you so dirt poor that your parents can't even move from right next to the school? You can never be late for school, yet you always late. I'm like, your sister, she always come into school smelling like frozen produce. Or smell like spoiled Lunchables. He ain't like the jokes. They were offensive. But I didn't care. I wanted to offend. Well. I was sitting in class in my teacher's class named Miss Cromartie. And... I remember she was one that she was one of the teacher was this senior lady and she had to comb over. You know how the seniors get to comb over to cover up their ball spot? She had to comb over, man. And I would always say, Miss Cromartie, who are you fooling? We all can see your comb over. She would laugh because she thought my jokes was actually funny. I loved Miss Cromartie. I never really made fun of her to hurt her feelings. It was to make her laugh during the day. And she would say, boy, you so funny. You always brighten my day. And I would say, I aim to please Miss Cromartie. She was one of my favorite teachers. Her and Miss Parker. She was my spelling teacher. Well, I was in Miss Cromartie, and she was my science teacher, my earth science teacher. And I was going around, going from her room to go over to my next class, which was, you know, I was going to spelling in English, because she taught spelling. Miss Parker taught spelling in English. And I was going over to spelling English and reading, because she taught all three. <laughs> this is not a big school, okay? It's a school inside of a church. Anyway, so I was going over to her room. You know, and I'm having fun. Well, I'm about to go over to Miss Parker's class. KC steps in front of me, and he pushes me. And I look at KC in his face. I said, man, you don't know where I came from. You don't know about my life. Bro, <coughs> you don't know me. I suggest you, you, you step off. At that time, there was a classmate of mine who I swear, I don't know if he was homosexual or not, but I swear he was. And his name was John. And he used to, he used to have, well, it wasn't John, it was Davis. He used to have messed up teeth. And Davis used to always try to be cool with me because he thought I was real cool. And he thought if he hung around me, that would make him cool by association. It didn't. But he thought that. I let him think that because John, I mean, not John, Davis was real cool. He was real cool. So... I'm looking at KC and I'm like, stop. You going to swing, swing. You going to throw a punch, punch. He didn't. He's still sitting there with his hands folded like he waiting for me to punch. I said, we're going to both be sitting here posing like we posing for GQ magazine. And we all know I'm on the cover. And my classmates laughing. I said, you know, it's funny to me today, you come here to school smelling like spoiled spaghetti. Well, 
He goes to throw a punch. I block it and flip him over on his back. I get on top of him to go hit him with my fist. And I said, nah, it ain't even worth it. I muffed his face. And I got up. I walked over to my teacher class. Well, he didn't take too kindly to that. But we were leaving spelling to go to computer class. He ambushes me in the hallway and hits me with a right. Bah! I fall to the floor. I'm sitting there like, no, this fool didn't. He snuck me, and then he left. Well, mad as a bull, I, I get home that same day, and my father had this big old army steak knife from his days in ROTC. And I took the knife, put it in my bag. My dad didn't know I took it. But I took the knife and put it in my bag. When I got to school, right? I approached KC in the hallway. He was up the steps and I pinned him up against the wall. Davis was with me and, you know, Somebody else, I don't remember the other student name. But I pinned him up against the wall and I put the knife up to his neck. And I said, sneak me again. And I'm going to split you from ear to ear. I left an impression on his neck, but he did bleed a little bit. But that was just so that way I could make sure I made my point clear. Then I took the knife, put it back in my pocket, and I muffed and pushed him down the steps. He go tumbling down the steps and falls on his back. Sorry about that. So, now I'm getting in trouble in middle school. The principal get mad at me for things that's happening. And then I had made some friends. <clears throat> now again, mind you, you guys know all I've ever did was take care of my brother. Even in middle school, that's still what I was doing. Then I made some friends. I had made friends with a boy named Philip Banks, Anthony, Nicole Smith, and Stephanie. They were my friends, man. We always chilled together, all of us. They liked being around me. We talked about professional wrestling. You know, the girls used to mess with us. We would, we would be walking over to their house, skipping school and going over to Nicole's house to go watch wrestling and stuff like that. Now, I want to let you guys know this because there's something I left out. I didn't know whether or not to say it, but I'm going to say it. So from the age of four all the way up until even a grown man, I was addicted to sex. At four years old, when I was just a little kid, you know, I sat in my dad's room one time and he had, you know, the pornos on TV and he fell asleep. Well, I sat there and, you know, it was like, okay, what should I do? You know, I was going in his room to go turn the TV off because sometimes his light in his room from his TV was so bright, it would shine into my room and it would wake me up. And I really didn't sleep that often. So I went in this room to go try to turn it off, but then I became intrigued because I was watching it. And I sat on the floor, 
watching it. And my mother woke up and she said, did you, why did you leave the pornos on the TV? Turn them off. Your son watching them. He would turn the TV off, pick me up and take me to my room to make sure I went to bed. And every time he left it on, I was in the room. There were even some days when I would sneak into the room, right? I would sneak into the room, look at him on the TV. And when I would sneak into the room and look at him on the TV, which I would turn it on myself, we had the little old cable boxes that had like the little negative image when you were going to movie channels because you didn't have the package that actually had the movie channels with it. So you couldn't watch them. But there was a way for you to bypass the channel and actually be able to get like a negative image of it and watch it. And from then on, I just started watching porn all the way up until grown man. Now, these are my friends, and like, you know, I had a crush on Nicole, and, you know, I was trying to make her my girlfriend, but it was like she was afraid to do that, but I really did like Nicole. I guess she didn't want to mess up our friendship. My mom didn't necessarily like her. She said that the girl looked like Plucky Duck. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to hold that in. <laughs> 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 she said that she looked like Plucky Duck. Y'all don't know who Plucky Duck is. He's a he Plucky Duck is a Tiny Toons character, okay? <laughs> Said the girl about Plucky Duck. <laughs> so I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, y'all. Anyway, <laughs> so Now, like I said, so I was always protective of my friends. And yeah, we got into squabbles. We had fights. I had a fight with Philip where he hit me with a toy and I punched him so hard, his glasses were flying across the cafeteria and he went spinning out of his chair looking like a spinny top. You know? And yeah, I got into a fight with Anthony too when we went over to his house to stay the night once. And, you know, I brought him over to my parents' house for us to have, you know, a sleepover and everything like that. And my parents house was not the cleanest house so you know yes we did have roaches I'm saying it we had roaches and when they got up in the morning the roaches were all out and they came out at night it was like the roaches were smart they came out at night and when you turn the light on they they ran they ran man it's like these are some smart roaches anyway so
we were having a sleepover at Anthony's house once, and my brother went across, knocked his PlayStation to to the floor. It was still working and everything. And I told Anthony, no big deal, bro. If there's anything broken on it, I can fix it. I fixed computers and stuff like that, and I was very good at it, you know. Matter of fact, my teacher that taught computers at the school, you know, she gave us a challenge once when she said, okay, she wanted to see how quickly we can memorize the parts of a computer. And while my classmates were all doing that, I was off in La La Land and I saw a computer that she was putting together. And she watched me as I was looking at it and I don't know what possessed her, but she hit a timer in her hand and I started putting the parts of the computer together, just, you know, randomly putting it together and then I closed the lid up. And she said, wow. She said, hold on, let me see if this worked. And she took the modem, plugged it in, and it worked. And she said, this was a modem I've been trying to get to work for at least three years, man. She said, how did you just get it to work? And I told her, I said, I'm just, I just know computers. I, I love technology. I told her most of the time when I was young, if I wasn't playing video games, I was doing research. And that's the truth, guys. I I had did research on all the known and all the known dinosaur species that existed in the past. Are we up until that point? Until new fossils have been found, you know. I had started. I started studying, you know, planetary alignments and planetary star systems and stuff like that. And I started to learn that before they decided that Pluto was not a planet, you know, I had already started surmising myself that Pluto was going to be declared not a planet because its mass was not as big enough to be a planet. It was about as big as a moon. So that's what I did as a kid. Now, All of that leads up into the age that I was when all the trouble started happening at 16. At 16 years old, I became very depressed and isolated, and I just couldn't stand it. By that time, I started getting into relationships and dating females, and one by one, these females began to break my heart. You know, when I turned 18, I started dating and You know, and I actually had several girlfriends, and a lot of them cheated on me with my best friend. You know, I actually, and for some of the incidents, I went over to my best friend's house. And when I went over to his house, I, you know, just was playing on his game system, right? And as I was playing on his game system, you know, I noticed a chain that I had given my girlfriend at the time, and it was on top of a speaker and my other friend was just looking at me and he was like being real nonchalant quiet and I said why are you being so quiet and I said his name and I said why are you being so quiet and he said oh no, nothing nothing I said this this is Shelly's locket why is Shelly's locket over here and he said oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying nothing about that I said bro you're my best friend it's my girl over here tell me the truth is she in there with him and he did not want to tell me. So I bust down my friend's door to his room, and there she was, butt naked in the bed with him. Butt naked in the bed with him. He was like shocked because he didn't expect me to come in. They knew I was in the next room, but they were trying to be quiet. 
I chased him out of his apartment all the way down the street. I'm mad as heck about ready to kick his behind. That wasn't even my first girlfriend. The first girlfriend I actually had ended up cheating on me with a guy she lived with. You know, and this guy that she lived with was a guy that, you know, I thought, okay, you know, he was real cool and everything like that. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it, you know, and I thought we had an understanding because she wanted to be with me and not him. At least that's what I thought. And I had met her at my job. And the crazy thing about it is, is, you know, we did have regular sex, me and her. And I thought I was satisfying her, but I didn't know that, you know, she was also having sex with him. And I came over to her house one day trying to surprise her. And I had bought her these. We were gothic then, so black roses meant something. Okay, so I had bought her some black roses, you know, and I wanted to surprise her with them, you know. And I had bought her, like, this, you know, it was this Nightmare Before Christmas chain that I was going to give her. You know, it was just, and, you know, uh, I love you gift. And I was going to bring it to her, you know, just because I wanted to. So I get off the bus, and I'm coming to her door, and I should have called. But even if I called, it shouldn't have mattered. She shouldn't have been doing what she was doing. I knock on the door, and her dad answers. And I say, is she there? And he said, yeah, she's in the room. So I come in, and, like, me and her dad really didn't have a lot of encounters with each other. We only had, like, maybe a couple of encounters, but he didn't have a real issue with me. I avoided the man because I because the man was a drunk, you know, so anyway. So I go to her room and when I open the door to go to her room, her and Ben are in there having sex. And I was like, wow. First of all, I didn't mean to give his name away. <laughs> But that's what happens when you get emotional. Oh well. Well, she didn't take he didn't take too kindly to me seeing him and he was scared and you know, I'm chasing him around the room and throwing her throwing knives at him, you know, and he has nothing on, tries to grab his clothes, and I throw a throwing knife at the damn clothes, and he gets all the way outside. I'm chasing him down the street from her house and I found a stick and I swing and hit him with the damn stick you know he falls to the ground I'm hitting him with the stick across his back several times and it's so bad you could actually see the bruising in his back well to make a long story short I I hurt him pretty bad we stopped talking since then and the thing about it was it was it was crazy because I never really understood why all these bad things was happening to me. All the while I'm still taking care of my brother. Then some of my old friends from high school decided to rear their ugly heads. And you know, I started becoming friends with them again. Because they were the only thing that meant something to me without having to deal with the whole aspect of always taking care of my pro- taking care of my brother, taking care of my brother, taking care of my brother, taking care of my brother. So I started chilling around them again even though I had stopped being friends with them for a while. 
I went ahead and I started seeing a therapist and my therapist wanted my mom to come into the sessions because a lot of this was centered around my mom. My mom would always congratulate my brother every time he did good in school and everything like that. She would congratulate my sister every time they did good in school. I didn't do good in school because, again, I was going through a lot of challenging problems at the time. I was depressed. I, I, I had anxiety. I had test taking anxiety. I didn't understand the schoolwork. I didn't like the teachers. So I had a lot of issues against me. When we were sitting on my mom's porch, she stated to me one day, one day I'll be proud of something you do. I thought that statement was condescending. And if it don't sound condescending to you, then something's wrong with you. That brings us to current events. So, I start trying online dating after my last relationship with Bad, and she will remain nameless. And <clears throat> that relationship went south. I just started randomly hooking up with females from the age of 19 and up and just straight having sex just to be having sex. It wasn't even that. I almost ran into a situation where I got a girl pregnant, you know, and... I just started doing bad things because the bad things was getting my family's attention. All the good things I was doing, they never paid attention to. I was getting good grades in school. I had gotten on the honor roll, yet nothing. No one said anything, not even my brother. No one congratulated me, nothing. Then when my brother got on the honor roll, it was like, yay. Or my sister did, yay. But when I did, nothing. It was crickets. But then when I'm having sex with a bunch of random women, my mom comes barking at me, my dad is saying something. Then I get a, I almost got a female pregnant, you know, come to find out it wasn't mine, thank God. But still, now they come yelling to me about that. Oh, you have a kid and you want to take a kid, yum, 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 yum. I'm like, okay. So, I meet a good woman online, my current wife. And it's like trying to get her accepted by my family just was not going to happen. Now, mind you, my sister has a serious issue. And I'm going to continue this in part three. Thank you, guys.